1: In miracles, and miracles happen. E Amor that you still are at work in our lives. You're not done with us. You've got a testimony for us to share. I Thank you for your Holy Spirit, how you are moving in our church and in our lives, in our homes and in our families. God, continue to pour out your spirit. And Lord, today I pray a blessing over each person that shares a testimony. God, thank you for their life. And I pray that it would encourage us and strengthen us to draw closer to you. Lord, we commit this day in your hands. Have your way in this place. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. You may be seated.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, please turn your attention to the front of the platform <laughs> and give it up for your carnival leader, Pastor
3: Eric. Wow, I got to say, I heard you guys worshiping. You guys were really good this morning. You came to church awake. Wow. Wow. Well, hey, you might be wondering why I am dressed up in this getup this morning. Well, that's because the world's greatest kids carnival is coming to our community next Saturday. Uh, our community is uh, throwing a Septemberfest party. We've got a car show that'll be downtown. Several of our businesses. Are involved. Chick-fil-A is coming to Ripon for Saturday. Uh, I know, people are excited, and we want workers to come out and help us with our kids' carnival. What a great opportunity to connect with people, uh, rub shoulders with families, which, look, we're all about that. Uh, one of the things that we've talked about is the fact that there's not enough things for families in our community. Well, let's remedy that. Uh, let's be a part of that solution. So we need your help. Next Saturday, uh, we have four different... Uh, time slots where we need help. Setup is at 8 a.m. right here at Hillside. Uh, We're going to load up our trucks with all of our tents and equipment, take them over and set them up over in the green. Uh, And then we will be in the village green all day. And so uh, first shift is at 10 a.m. to 1230. That's after we get everything set up. Uh, So we've got that pretty good, pretty good numbers there, pretty good numbers for setup. Where we really need help is 1230 to three. Uh, We need a few more people because we've got a dozen different uh, games that we're running and inflatables as well. So we could definitely use some help from 12.30 to 3 and then 3 to 4 for cleanup. Uh, We've got to tear all that down, bring it back, and put it away. And so we would love to have your help for that. Uh, So if you would consider doing that, whether you're here in church today or uh, you're watching online, we could use your help next Saturday. If you're here, if you could sign up in the foyer to let us know, that would be great just so we have an idea of how to schedule that out. Also, if you recently uh, signed up and uh, gave us money for T-shirts, we want to refund your money temporarily. Um, Imagineers uh, is owned by Howard Hanson, who has served our community faithful for many, many years. Uh, He's the owner of Imagineers who we get our t-shirts through Uh, He also has served the school uh, the high school in several different capacities Uh, He's also the one who did our ice rink up every winter out on the green Uh, He passed away from a heart attack this week Um, And I want to tell you he loved our community. He was excited about september fest And so I just want to say what a great way if you were friends with howard Uh, a great way to honor him come out and serve at september fest that would mean the world to him and so uh we're gonna wait to see if imagineers is gonna stay open uh and if they do we want to purchase our t-shirts through them uh just to show that hey we're in this with them and so we're just temporarily holding off on t-shirts if they decide to close we'll get t-shirts a different avenue Uh, but let's hold off and support our community Amen? amen a couple other things to make mention of this morning um if you are new to Hillside Assembly, if Hannah could help me out really quick, uh, if you're new to Hillside Assembly and you are not currently a voting member of our church, we would love to just walk through a process with you. Uh, two, set, two Sundays from today, we'd like to invite you to a spaghetti luncheon. That's I don't know why I'm having a hard word with spaghetti, but a spaghetti luncheon. So free food, free fellowship. Uh, we would love to have you come to that spaghetti luncheon. We've got child care available, so don't worry about that. Your kids can eat. And then Miss Jackie's got some child care activities for them. And then we just want to present a half an hour presentation to you about our church, what we believe, who we are, how you can plug in, how you can continue to grow, give you tools and resources, get to know some of our leadership and staff here. So if you're at level, I'm not currently a voting member that we can feed you that day. We'd love to have you for that afternoon. Again, it's only going to be a 30-minute presentation, but we just love to have that opportunity to share with you. Uh, I'm excited today because our missions team is going to be sharing. Uh, and they have just some incredible stories that they're going to share. Now, listen, we had a little bit of issue, technical difficulty this morning. How many have had their power out? So a couple of us. Uh, we had some power issues here. Uh, the video we were originally going to show for service today uh, did not render correctly. We're currently working on a, a possibly, possibly a shorter video. If it renders out or if not, I see we, do, we have a shorter video. So we do have the shorter video that will we'll loop behind our speakers, uh, so we had a couple technical difficulties, but our guys have done such a great job, and their testimonies are so powerful, um, so we're excited for that, and uh, they've got a special song that they're going to do to open up our, our missions, um, our missions Sunday here, uh, to just hear the testimonies in people's lives of what God did, how he changed people's lives and hearts, and that's worth celebrating, isn't it? So let's pray one more time. Lord, we just thank you God, this morning we pray over our community and we pray for the the family of Howard. Lord, what an incredible man who has served this community so faithfully, um, who loved to have fun and joke around. And uh, Lord, he will be missed in our community. And we pray a blessing over his family as they uh, celebrate his life this week. And Lord, we pray over our community next Saturday. um, Lord, that you would do great things in our community. Uh, Lord, as people come from out of town, and are here, and families are visiting downtown, whether they're from Ripon or surrounding communities, that, Lord, we want to have an opportunity to rub shoulders with people, to love on people the way that you loved on people, uh, to have an opportunity to invite people to come to church that don't have a church home. And, Lord, we just pray your blessing over our city next Saturday, that, Lord, I know the enemy would love to disturb it and cause all sorts of issues, but, Lord, I just pray that you would rule and reign over this city next Saturday and that our church would love on the people of Ripon next Saturday. Lord, we pray, Lord, for today's service. Lord, there is something powerful about when we give testimony of what you've done in our life. There's almost like a seal that happens in our life. Lord, as those share today, Lord, as they're vulnerable, Lord, I pray that you would open our hearts, Lord, to just be able to hear the good news of the gospel, to know that you have a mission for each and every one of us, that you've called us into a relationship with you, and Lord, because of that relationship, Lord, we want to share that good news with others. Lord, we give you praise, glory, and honor this morning. And God's people said, amen. amen. One more thing before I kick this over to them. Uh, we do have a uh, quick 30 minutes or less meeting for our department heads after the service. We will meet over in the lounge uh, about 10 to 15 minutes after service ends today. So if you can stick around for that meeting, department heads, that would be great. Are you guys ready for Testimony Sunday? Amen. Mike, let's do it.
4: I've got to go now for-
5: Good morning. I want to introduce the team that went to the beautiful island of Ometepe, Nicaragua, and um, and I'm going to introduce people here by groups uh, very shortly. Uh, as you look on the map there, that's a, m- a map of Central America, and in yellow is Nicaragua. Obviously, Nicaragua borders Honduras, El Salvador, to the northwest, and then to the southeast. Costa Rica. And then in the middle, if you can see that lake, that's Lake Nicaragua. Um, There's a a yellow dot there. That's the island of Ometepe, where we served. Um, And um, I wanna thank you for allowing us the opportunity to go pastor and the congregation and everybody who supported in one way or another. Uh, I can say that uh, it was 10 days where we worked really hard we um, had a lot of fellowship with one another, with a lot of people. Uh, we sweated together a lot. Uh, we laughed, we cried together. We saw the Spirit of God move in powerful ways. And, um, and I'm short for words for, for really what happened. You're gonna hear some of the testimonies. So uh, we had three family units who uh, went. Uh, the first one is the shields, and you guys can stand up so people can recognize you, John, Chris, Katie, and Ben. Uh, then we had uh, five, the most numerous group was the five Granados, the 5G, myself, Adrian, uh, and Hannah, and then Aaron and Courtney. Um, we were able to go to Costa Rica ahead of time for a few days and spend some time there um, before we crossed the border into Nicaragua. We have the two Nichols, uh, Mike and Nancy. Worthing, one of the two, uh, she's not feeling well today. So we miss you and and we love you, Ashlyn. So I'm going to introduce the first person who's going to speak, who is John. Good
6: morning. morning. Um, I'm going to speak about uh, uh, what we did as uh, a group for the work projects. Um, there was three main work projects that we did. Uh, I just wanna kinda go over what our groups were. Uh, beside the 15 of us, there was uh, a group from Costa Rica um, and a group from Na- um, nagua Nicaragua. Um, the first project that we did uh, first of all, our workday consisted of four and a half hours of work. It was in the morning from 8 uh, a.m., roughly, to about 12.30, uh, four and a half hours. And uh, uh, like I said, the first project was uh, uh, painting the uh, offices that were attached to the, the classrooms of the school. Um, we, they, they painted, I, first of all, I just would like all of those who that participated participate in that project just uh, raise your hand or so it was mostly it was mostly the ladies and then there the uh, they painted the interior and the exterior and there was some uh, tiling tile work on the floor that was done uh, some of the ladies did the uh, grout work also in between the tiles um, the second project was called the mission house and uh, that was just exterior painting. Uh, they painted the, the top part a different color, than the bottom was like a maroon color. It was really nice when they finished it. Um, uh, all those that participated in that, just raise your hand. And a couple of gals, they did both, both of those projects. Um, the third project was uh, 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 it, they called it the Rancho, and it, it was actually a huge pavilion uh, down by the lake. Uh, right here on the video, you can see it. And we had to uh, clean it up. There's a lot of cobwebs and dirt in that area. It, it was the main structure, the, the framework that, that we uh, cleaned. Uh, we had to take a wire brush to it because it was corroded. And uh, it was just, yeah, it was dirty, nasty work. And then uh, we painted it. The, the boxes that you see there, that's mainly what we painted. Um, we didn't get all of it done, uh, but we did br- wire brush all of it. So it, it looked it looked pretty good by the time we got done with it. So they had to do the, uh, what was left was the, the cross beams where that uh, they mounted the roof to. Um, so those, those were the three projects. There were other uh, projects that, that uh, we all participated in, like uh, Kitchen Duty. Uh, we did some uh, mopping and cleaning. Some of the uh, others did that. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, really great to see the team uh, really come together. I mean, there was perfect unity, and, I mean, it was really, really good to be a part of this team. I just really enjoyed it. And i uh, just so thankful to be a part of it. So with that, I guess I'm going to turn it over to Nancy.
0: In Isaiah 26.3, it says, You will keep in perfect peace whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Obedience to the Lord is the best. As I... I wasn't gonna go, but God spoke to my heart. And it was real, it was, I know it was hard from the past, but God was faithful. We had a wonderful team, which I believe God put together. God put on my heart before we left to um, us ladies to get together every morning for, pr- for prayer, in which w- we did, we, and we also, um, Irma and Rebecca, that's Pastor Henry's wife, um, they, they were there for a few days, so they were with us too. And it was a wonderful time of sharing and praying and sharing God's word. And he even gave us a, a double rainbow one morning. And, and God used 11-year-old Deborah and an 85-year-old great-grandmother to share his love. And, and Amy was in the, um, in the administration in the orphanage there And God put on my heart to give some money to her. And on the last day, I put it in, cupped it in her hand. And little did I know that on Monday when we got back that she messaged Mike and said that they didn't know where they were going to get money for their um, little nine-month-old baby boy milk for them. So God is faithful and I just wanted to. Should my glasses here. <laughs> oh, I don't even have them up here. Can, uh, can you read this for me? Because I, I should have brought my glasses. This this part. And this was a quote from the Daily Bread that it sums up obedience.
7: As believers in Jesus, we come to know more about God and build our trust in his faithful character as we follow his ways in obedience. Our path in life may not always look or feel smooth, but we can be assured as we trust in him that God is alongside us and making a way. We too can feel freedom as we run in obedience on God's best path for us.
0: The obedience is the souls. great.
8: So. Amen. So I, much like Nancy, I didn't know that I wanted to go on this trip. I, I mean, it was going to be my first international trip since I came over to the United States from where I was born. And I've, I, And I was asking God, I was praying to God, I was like, can you just give me a sign that I am destined to go on this missions trip? and I got my sign, uh, my mom took a vacation to Seattle, and they went to Bainbridge Island, and they didn't get to do what they wanted to do at Bainbridge Island because it was raining or something, so they ended up at the Historical Society, and they saw this post about Sister Islands, and, and in 1986, Islander Kim Esterberg took his first trip to Nicaragua in search of a sister island. And he envisioned long-term relationships with the people of both islands based on mutual respect and trust. And Bainbridge Island's sister island in the world is Ometepe, Nicaragua, where we went. And so the bainbridge I- Ometepe sisters island builds bridges of friendship between Bainbridge Island and Ometepe, Nicaragua. They helped them with many projects and programs, including high school student delegations and professional delegations, college scholarships, library projects, special... And when I found out this is what God is telling me that I needed to go to this island of Ometepe, and the very next day, my verse of the day on my Bible app was Psalm 16.1, and it reads, Keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. And I prayed that every single day that we were on the trip, God kept me safe. And it was its kind of cool that my mom got to visit Bainbridge Island, and I got to visit Ometepe Island. I don't know who's next. And with that, I turn it to Mike.
7: Thank you, Katie. I'd like to read a scripture. And uh, this is uh, one of my favorite mission scriptures. And uh, I'm going to start out with, it says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And we know that the name of the Lord is Jesus Christ. He is the Lord. And in Romans 10, 14 through uh, 15 says, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And that's what we want to do wherever we go, wherever we are, to bring the good news of Jesus Christ to this world. I'd like to say thank you to uh, Hillside, to our pastor, to our families and God's people for your prayers, your generosity, your encouragement. And this is our 21st anniversary, our 21 years of partnership with the Sicron Orphanage on Ometepe Island, 21 years. So the children we've seen, uh, some of you might have met Karen and Isamar who visited with us back in June, they're, they are now living in the United States, but we've got a whole new generation of children that we're getting to know now. We'd like to thank our niece, Jackie, for a fundraiser sponsored through Thrivent, her company. And for my unsung heroes, I'd like to include one of our alumni, and uh, that's Lisa. Lisa's one of my unsung heroes. Now she was with us, she brought uh, the three boys at that time and uh, Hiro, the five, and the five uh, Spears family, and I believe that was in 2007. Now at that time, I think Lisa might have determined that's not her cup of tea. Would that be correct, Lisa, even though I don't know if you like tea? But, uh, But she's an unsung hero because she allows the Granados family to go and to do what they do and to take these great adventures that they take. And she holds down the fort at home. And uh, we hope that Elena and Owen will, will yet get to go as well. And, and uh, another unsung hero for me is, is Luce and, and the Rivera family for allowing Elda to go on that trip. And for Isabella and Sebastian, For allowing mom to go with us for over a week. And Elda was so important for us. Uh, As Jairo alluded to, we were split up into two groups. Now, our group of 10, uh, Elda was the only one who was truly bilingual. Some of us, uh, you know, try our Spanish, but Elda uh, is truly bilingual. So we kind of devised a plan. There, w- there was some paperwork that we were a little concerned about, and we didn't know uh, just how things were, were going to go. So we asked Elda to lead us through immigration and customs in Nicaragua. And she uh, answered the call to do that. She stepped up to the plate, and uh, as pastor likes to say, she hit a home run. Because after they cleared her, it took a little time, phone calls, and they said, well, we've got to go check in the office. going to look at your paperwork and everything. But Elda was able to communicate with them who we are, what we were doing there. And after Elda got through, the rest of us just breezed right through. So God bless you, sister, and each one of our team. So that's what... You know, we'd like you to know that that we're all part of a team. You know, whether or not you go, maybe you are a sender. You helped to send us. We couldn't go without you. We're all a team. Like I said, this is an ongoing partnership we've had for 20-plus years now, and we want to continue that, Lord willing. God bless you all. And I I think, uh, quick, too, I'm going to say a prayer for Ashlyn. Heavenly Father, we pray for our missing member uh, today for ashlyn bowman we thank you for uh, her sacrifice of and her labor of love and such a vital team member she was as all of these were and we lord pray for her healing this day that you would revive her renew her strength and bring her healing in jesus name amen
2: I wanted to quickly mention the video that you see going around. Uh, it's just a little, about five minute snippet of a uh, more full documentary that is going to be coming out sometime in the future, unconfirmed date. Uh, but Aaron did pull an all-nighter last night, um, slept a little bit on the car ride here from Milwaukee. Um, and so this is a, a small section of it. So, Yes, the, uh, the quality will be better. Um, It just didn't go from one computer to the next. Well, and there will be audio. um, There will be interviews from team members. It'll be a lot of cool stuff. So we're excited for you to get to see a little more in depth about the trip at a later point. On Thursday night, uh, we were able to go out into the community to a park and put on a soccer tournament. It was extremely well done. Um, The pastor of the local church did a lot of work there, um, setting it up, putting posters around. And the way it worked was they had a small soccer field uh, that was on a cement field. So I don't even know if you'd call it a field. Um, But cement with small goals. And the teams were a goalie and five players. And so it would be six against six. Um, And there were, I believe, six teams that ended up coming. And they were super excited. Some of them came from uh, pretty far distances, from around the island. Um, And the entire time they were playing Christian music over loudspeakers, they had a commentator who would announce goals and um, other things that were happening. at the midway point, Pastor Cano from Costa Rica was able to share a message with people. And so it was a super cool opportunity um, for people to go and do something that they loved, which was play soccer, um, being able to do it competitively, but also um, we wanted them to understand the idea of like being competitive, but still having godly love for each other, wanting to beat each other really badly, but not hurt each other. Um, and so it was an awesome event. One of the super cool things that happened at that event is Brian Garcia, who is, um, some of you may have met Kayla many years ago. Her husband is a professional soccer player in Northern Nicaragua, and he's also played for the Nicaraguan national team. So if you're wondering what that's like, it'd be like Giannis Antetokounmpo playing for Greece, right? So he's a very good soccer player, Um, but he is located with his soccer team way up North on the Northern border. And he woke, woke up early on Thursday and drove six hours all the way to the, he went with us, uh, it was so cool. I know it was so that he didn't even know. Um, I hadn't even realized it at the time, but last night when I was thinking about this, I realized, I knew I had done this, but it didn't sink in that um, at one point in one of the games, I passed him the ball in front of the goal and he scored. And so I can say now I assisted a professional soccer player, <laughs> which is awesome. And then I wonder how many of these, how many of those other guys are now thinking similar things, even weeks later. Like, wow, I got to meet a professional soccer player who shared about how he's a Christian and how God loves him, and came all this way. The soccer tournament went well into the night. Uh, we got back to sleep very late, and he was up. I don't know if it was four or five in the four in the morning. He was up to drive six hours straight to get to practice just on time for his team. So he really made a sacrifice. He drove 12 hours and was only with us for that night. Um, so that was something that was super cool. We were so happy that he came that far um, and it was a great event. And there was one other thing personally that um, I noticed during the trip that I wanted to share quickly was there were a couple times throughout the trip where um, someone on the team might have said something similar to this like, wow, this is a different world. Wow, this is a whole different world. And every time I heard that, I would think in my mind, yes, but also, isn't it just the same our world? And that was something I thought about a little bit, was often we think that the life we live is like the normal life, or like this is what life is. And it's easy to think that people living in different situations that – um, for example, a lot of the houses are just bricks in a, in a cube shape, and they cost $500, and they're in a, like a mud pit, essentially, where the water washes. And it's easy to think, I think, for people who aren't used to it, that they, their life somehow isn't the same as ours. They're somehow not human in the same way. But I think it's really important for us to realize and understand that no matter what circumstances people are living in, that all of us are human and created the same in God's eyes. And so one thing that I would encourage you to do, and this could be going on a mission trip, it could be going, for example, we have one-day mission trips to City on a Hill in Milwaukee where you're in inner city Milwaukee um, helping people who maybe aren't able to get the things they need. Um, But just be around people that maybe have a very different life situation from yourself. Because when you have those conversations, you realize um, that you're n- really not that different. Um, so it was really cool to take a little bit of time out of my life to see people in a different way. And um, you get that universal view from you know, back far of how God sees us all as his amazing creation.
9: Well, mine's a little bit more of like a personal testimony, I guess. Um, so I, when I moved here in April, um, God put a mission strip on my heart really heavy. And when I came and I asked Hyrule about it, uh, it was all full. It, there, was n- there was no uh, no more room on this one. Um, so I went back home and I, I doubted maybe what God told me or maybe I heard something else or maybe I heard something different. And... One of the things that I really prayed on too was that I wanted to go on a mission trip and serve with people that I didn't know at all, that I had no knowledge of. And uh, one week after I lost my job, Mike comes to me and says, hey, we have an opening. We asked a bunch of people. They couldn't go, like, you know, you're next on our list. And it touched me, and I instantly got very emotional because one thing that I really struggle with is that I don't feel worthy enough to serve God. And I think he really showed up, and I think he really showed me on this mission strip, serving the kids and serving the families, that you are worthy and that you are chosen. And I think all of us individually are chosen, and I think sometimes we forget that. We are to make a difference for the kingdom of the Lord. And uh, you don't need to be on a mission strip to do it. <laughs> you can be in your own backyard. Um but I just wanna say thank you so much to the people that I got to serve with, the relationships that I got to make. And when I was on the plane flying to Nicaragua, I said, God, I don't know what I prayed for. I don't know, I think I'm in over my head. Like, (laughs) I don't know any of these people. I'm freaking out, I'm nervous, I'm having an anxiety attack. And on the way back home, there was such a peace that God used me and that God, God God is in you. And I think I just wanna touch on what Nancy said about obedience about how when you are obedient to God, he really shows up and he really shows you you, who he is and it deepens your relationship with him. So mine's more, I guess, of a personal testimony, but he really showed who he was and my relationship with God will never be
10: the same. So, yeah.
11: (laughs) everybody uh, as Adrian said I'm running on no sleep and I'm not really have anything prepared so I'll try not to turn this into a comedy special um, but uh, uh, a really big part of this experience for me was being able to interact with all of the children there um, you know a big thought is going and helping them and showing them love but so much of what I experienced was them doing the same for me Uh, it wasn't just a one-way street it was really both ways and so uh, they showed so much respect and love and joy and seeing God work in that way just that was really beautiful and really you know meant something to me Um, and so well one of the great things we got to do was have a uh, end of the week school party with them which is not something that they get to do often or at all I'm not really sure but uh, we were able to uh, bring pinatas in and have ice cream and so something that they didn't usually get to do uh, we got to share that joy with them which they're already really joyful so you can imagine how happy that made them but that was just really special to be able to do that and to to feel that you know happiness uh, just coming off of them so that's uh yeah that's that's uh, one part of how I saw God move.
12: Uh, Similar to the other Courtney, I also have a personal testimony. Um, So, our mission trip to Nicaragua was my first time on a mission trip, Um, and it was definitely one to remember. I felt a push from God to go on this trip, and I decided to follow that call. Um, But leading up to this trip, I started to feel a lot of anxiety about going, and it was as if the enemy was testing my faith. I was feeling really depressed and broken, And I was experiencing a spiritual drought. I felt like God was missing in my life. These feelings continued as the trip started and actually had gotten worse. I felt hopeless. I don't know if it was a sign from God or a last hope effort, but I finally was able to pray again. I prayed that God would send a sign that he was there and that I was following his will. We as a group held a party for the students, like Aaron just said, and after the party, a big group of kids ran up to me. About five of them gave me a giant hug, and it was as if I was experiencing an embrace from God. In that moment, I knew I was going to be okay. God is consistent and is always with you, even when you feel alone. I would like everyone here to know that if you are nervous about going on a mission trip, or you haven't gone on one before, they're absolutely worth it. They may just change your life. Thank you.
13: I have a lot of thoughts about before I uh, some comments like shows me um, clues he we went one day to Dollar General and um, I saw this guy that it was like buying something but they couldn't give anything to him because he needs an ID and guess what he was from Nicaragua (laughs) so that was my one of my confirmations and uh, And I said, well, sorry, they cannot sell this product to you, but it's okay." I mean, I I knew that God told me, like, "Okay, Nicaragua is in your way. And then we went to uh, um, this park. And then we found a Mexican store. And when we went in the menu, that was Nicaragua's menu and the other side. So that was a second confirmation that it was going in the good direction. So I'm glad that I couldn't do this trip. Um, Thank you for the people that sponsor me, um, the people that support from this church. Uh, I didn't know what I was expecting to go and do, but um, we worked harder. um, And then I was in charge of the crafts for BBS. So uh, there was a little like, we didn't have all the materials that we needed. Uh, some of the materials were left here. And the church from the VBS that we um, we were having here, and uh, in this church, we were supposed to take things back to Nicaragua, but got supply. Uh, we were in touch with Jackie, and, um, and then she was going to give us ideas, and, and Chris and I, um, we were talking and said, well, what are we going to do? So we are focusing on what we have and not what we don't have. And we saw that God supply, and, and he gave us ideas, and we couldn't work with the kids. We can prepare the lessons for them every day for the crafts. We came out with, um, with the verses. Uh, they were happy. They, they liked the activities. They engaged. We receive a lot of hugs there for all the kids and um i'm happy that i couldn't do this trip i saw god and his miracle because a lot of people was um like in need of like health uh, some people had health issues we pray for and we saw how god restored their bodies there and other people's uh, we have like problems with thoughts from the enemy, God restored. Oh I, I, I saw that. I saw the prayers in the mornings were efficient and the prayers during uh, our times together. Um, I saw this little boy in the service on Wednesday. Uh, his name is Caleb. He was just laying in, the, um, in, his, in his spot, but laying like down praying to God, meanwhile the service was going, meanwhile the songs were, um, the songs were um, playing, and it was just very beautiful to see a 10 years old just laying there, praying to God, totally surrendered to him, and it was just touching. The kids pray and pray for the nation of Israel. So that that was very touching, they were in line, they were, um, receiving their food, and and they were praying for Nicaragua, they were praying for Israel, and it just got me my touch and my heart because that was really nice that uh, they acknowledged God and and God's people as well. And uh, the people was nice, the people there, the cooks. I mean, we had very good... um, um, We give service, but they they serve us, as well. So that's all I have to say.
10: All right, I'll try not to get nervous here. <laughs> I Need a little s- stability. Um, I'm in the, if you all know Sesame Street, and which one doesn't belong in this group? That was probably me. <laughs> I had to battle in my mind, first of all, that uh, when I started out that um, I can do this through God. I had to keep saying this, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I had to repeatedly say that. And uh, so anyways, I went with that and I, I thought I'm gonna give what I have. A little bit, but I'm gonna give it. And when I did, God showed me that it's not about me. It's about him. What that little bit that we offer, he can make an abundance out of it. So uh, I was up at 3 o'clock this morning, and I had a thing that kept going in my mind is, I am here. And Moses, um, when he saw the burning bush, he, he, um, he said, Lord, I can't do this. I can't lead these Israelites. I can't do it. I'm not enough and who, who shall I say is, is calling, or who shall I say is, you know, and, and Jesus, God said, I am, I am that I am. So I am gonna just say a couple of things of where I am showed up on our trip. Um, I am here. I saw Jesus um, in the situations that we, the experiences that we had. You know, our, our women's um, minis- um, devotional in the morning, it was such a blessing to see how God was in that. You know, there was a particular morning when we were all kind of struggling, and we were praying for each morning, we would pray for our day and for our safety, because they were all doing work, and you can get in all kinds of situations. So we prayed for safety and, and, and the things that we were going through, and And it was like this rainbow was actually coming across after we prayed. It was like it was coming across the lake. And it was just a God's reminder of his covenant with us that I am enough. You might not be enough, but I'm enough for you. And he was enough for all of us. Uh, The unity that we experienced as a group in doing a job They could go so many different ways, but when God is in it, it's amazing how he provides. His provision is enough. His words that you say to each other and a lot of the conversations, the side conversations, it's enough to encourage those in Christ. He was enough for all those situations. I remember we also did our visitation. Each group would go. On a day, we, and if you haven't been to the houses, they would go take a group to the house and you would give them food, uh, flour, sugar, uh, you know, beans and coffee, some, nes- some basic needs, hygiene stuff and uh, toothbrushes and all that, things that were donated. And we would give them and we would pray with them. And I just remember, and I'll say this, I'm trying not to cry, there was a situation where we went to visit a house. And I'll just show you the picture in my mind. We came up to the house and dogs were around and the, the dogs were tied up and there was chickens around and the, the the little homes were all open. There was no doors on it. And we came up to the house and, and Mike was with us and he was doing a blessing, singing. What, what is it, Mike? Um, God with, yes, God with. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make His face to shine upon you. So he's talking and we're singing to these people, blessing them. May the Lord's face shine upon you. And that situation, you would think, is the Lord's face shining it upon him? But he was, I am here. No matter what we go through, I am here. It's, and you could see him behind there, his name went forth, and he was holding up, he was holding up a swing that had ropes on it. He was waiting for his mom to hook up the tarped swing so that he could swing, because I know I worked with special needs kids that, that calmed him down. And he had a smile on his face, and Mike was singing, Mike was singing, that may his face shine upon you. And we were giving her the food, and he's waiting there while he's waiting for his swing to be. And it's what that's where God was. You know, you might not look at the outward appearance, But God said, I am here. I am here. So no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're going through in your life, you're not just here for no reason. Nothing happens without a reason. I am here. That's what Jesus, God, he's the great I am. And he's with us. And he was with us there. And it was such words and pictures cannot do it justice with what God can do in the heart and in unity when we're serving for a purpose, for his glory.
5: I think I'm the uh, last one to speak, so Pastor Eric is going to probably have to use his shepherd's hook to pull me because I'm uh, winded probably. Um, Is there anybody who hasn't spoken who would like to have a word? Um, one of the things that I want to say is, um, yes, there was a lot of ministry happening. John mentioned how we would work, uh, f- physical work for four and a half hours, but we also had afternoon ministries. One of them was the VBS, the other one was the house-to-house visitation, and then a couple of nights we had activities, we had one night when we had church uh, service, and one night when we had the um, soccer tournament and then the, the final night on Friday we had the parties and we had another party for, we had a lot of parties. <laughs> we had one party for the kitchen staff. Um, I wanna mention that some people didn't speak so um, I will just briefly say what the, the highlight was for them. Katie mentioned that her, uh, the highlight was the devotional time with the ladies in the morning that was very special to her. Ben loved to receive hugs from the kids. And there are two things that I was really impressed by this group. Uh, Number one, the unity and how, as Pastor was saying as we were praying this morning, how everybody contributed. God used us in our strengths and weaknesses. But one of the things that I was really impressed, because I'm a Spanish teacher. I'm sorry, I move a lot, because I want you to see them, is. Uh, I think I heard everybody speak Spanish, and I was very impressed. John, what is one word you learn? <laughs> Caliente. Caliente, hot, because <laughs> that was that described uh, day and night. <laughs> uh, but but I, my two daughters-in-law, Hannah and Courtney, uh, who learned Spanish in school, and Katie also, they were they were speaking, I mean, like having conversations. And I was very, very impressed. Mike, of course, he's he's more proficient that he likes to acknowledge, but yeah, I was I was impressed. The other thing is that these guys became experts at hugging, uh, which is something that is not natural to our culture. And so, with pastors' permission, not that we're gonna start, you know, but uh, we're gonna be at the foyer at the end. Um, I would like you to look at a display case that we have there. But also, if you need a free hug, if it is okay, Pastor, <laughs> uh, feel free, uh, because these guys, again, you know, any of us, uh, it is, it is part of a human warmth. You know, we communicate love and affection, and understanding, and so many things through physical touch. That is part of the Latino culture. Um, so, a couple of things, as, as you as you heard, you know, there were there were. Tough times for us. Who my the Granados family? We had we have we had some rough days going there. The enemy didn't want us to get to Nicaragua. We lost flights. We uh, we were diverted to a different city. Uh, Adrian and Hannah ended up sleeping in a really cold airport in Panama City. Uh, and then on the way across to uh, to Nicaragua, our bus broke down, and these guys were. We're dealing with severe um, stomach issues, to put it mildly. Uh, fortunately, there was a bathroom in the in the bus, but uh, but yeah, we were we were stranded there for a, what an hour and a half before we switched buses, and then we missed ferries. Eventually, we made it, but uh, but God had something special for us. Uh, just to wrap it up, uh, I want to give a little bit of what I call financial accountability. Um, we, we are uh, we owe a, a debt of gratitude to the people who donated time money effort uh, expertise and a lot of prayer and without you you know like a lot of people thanked us and I was I was careful to divert the attention not from us number one the glory be given to God I think God's name was magnified and and that's the ultimate goal of a Christian uh, but But also said, you know, we are here, and you see our faces, but there are a lot of people behind us. And so the first person that we wanna thank is Pastor Eric and and his family uh, for allowing us to to go and facilitating uh, this. Uh, Another unsung hero is Kathy. Where's Kathy? Kathy, if you can stand up, please. Kathy spent (laughs) dozens and dozens and dozens of hours uh, dealing with, with the budget and and finances and, and wiring money and, and all that. So just uh, very briefly here, um, just so you know, $8,000 were given to the secret. When I say SICRIN, that's Centro Infantil Cristiano Nicaragüense, that's the orphanage and the school. Um, uh, $8,000, some of it was used for the projects that we participated on, but that was very little money. Uh, 2,000 additional dollars were used for the following pro- uh, projects, groceries for the house to house, two parties for students, a trip to a natural pool with children on a Sunday after church, uh, pizza, p- uh, pizza party for the kitchen staff, um, tips that uh, and donations to staff, kitchen staff, infrastructure workers, caretakers, pastor, and we also donated four hundred dollars for Pastor Henry and Irma. Irma was the original uh, orphanage leader with Helen, uh, and then eventually she she married uh, Henry, and now they're pastors in Managua. Uh, they are are they still in Israel currently? No, they're, they're back to Nicaragua. But we donated four hundred dollars to support their uh, trip to um, Israel, um, and then. Of course, the top-notch soccer tournament. Uh, there are other things I'm sure that I'm missing. In terms of donors, we, we want to thank people who donated money. We uh, people we want to help people who contributed in the fundraisers. Uh, we want to uh, thank the uh, the VBS people. Kay is here, Miss Kay and, and Jackie. If you would raise your hand, um, they donated supplies for VBS. Um. Uh, the people who donated uh, implements for dental supplies and medical supplies. And then finally, um, Adrian, helped me with the name, Mr. Mr. Um, Roost and his mom, who made these beautiful dresses. It was like 150 dresses, right? Uh, you will see some pictures. Actually, there are some pictures in the presentation girls wearing these beautiful dresses that she made by hand. I'm um, but I, I, uh, thank her. Um, get a free hug.
3: What an incredible team that we sent to Nicaragua and several that had gone on the trip before had said this was by far the best missions trip, uh, the best team that we've ever sent. And so uh, I just want to say we're so proud of you guys uh, for allowing the Holy Spirit to just work in and through your life. Um, You know, sometimes we think we've got to do these great, big, huge things for God. But really, it comes down to surrender and obedience. That's really what it comes down to. Uh, We've got one more announcement we want to make for our church this morning. But before we do that, um, these guys experience the love of God in a very tangible way, every single one of them. And um, maybe you've grown up going to church your entire life. And maybe you've served in various capacities. But maybe you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus this morning. Maybe you're watching online or you're here in our, in our sanctuary today. And you're just like, I don't have that kind of relationship. I, I listen to the pastor preach. I go to all the Bible studies. I do all that. But, but I don't know God's voice. I don't know the person of Jesus Christ. This morning, we want to give you an opportunity to start a relationship with him. Um, a personal relationship that goes beyond going to church beyond going to a Bible study, but knowing the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And I'd just like to pray for you this morning. If you want to start a relationship with Jesus, if you would just pray this prayer along with me this morning. Lord, I'm a mess. I'm a a disaster most of the time. Lord, there's been issues in my heart. There's been struggles that I have in my life, and I'm in need of a Savior. I need a personal relationship with you, Jesus Christ. Lord, I ask you to come into my life. To Lord, rescue me from my sin. To rescue me from myself. And to build a very authentic and real relationship with me. I want to grow in your kingdom. Jesus, I believe that you are the son of God. That you came, that you died, and that you rose again. And that you are the only way to heaven, and the only way to God. Lord, I give you my heart and my life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you made that decision today, please let us know about that because we want to encourage you in that relationship, whether you're here in person or online. uh, We want to follow up with you and we want to build a relationship with you. So one final thing that we want to talk about, I'm going to ask Cairo to come back up. Uh, We want to talk about our missions project moving forward, our next big missions endeavor. And so, Anthony, there's some pictures that that I gave you. Uh, Right there, stay on that one. Um, And so uh, this is, I think Mike alluded to this, this is the 21st year that we've had a partnership uh, with this orphanage in Nicaragua. And the lady that runs the orphanage, you want to just tell us a little bit about her?
5: Yeah, her name is uh, Helen Bindas. She's uh, originally from Costa Rica, just like me. And um, Mike took this picture, right? You took it, Mike? Uh, This was three years ago when she celebrated uh, or she was celebrated, so to speak, for her 30 years now, 33 years of service at at this particular particular place.
3: So she's been serving uh, in this orphanage for 33 years. Uh, She has, the stories I have heard, she has given more of her life than any of us could probably ever imagine to bless these kids, and to see these kids' lives touched and changed for the kingdom. And um, Chris, why don't you come up for a minute, because we had a conversation when Chris got back, and when she spoke to me, something resonated in my heart, and I said, we've got to act on this. And so, and, and you can come up too, Courtney. Yeah, it's, um,
10: she doesn't know that. It. So it just started with, it. we were sitting together, um, and and just talking with, with Helen, um, about just asking uh, questions about the area and how she was doing. And um, I I was asking questions about, like, well, how much does a person make a month around here? Like, she said, well, a very good wage would be $300 a month. And I thought, well, that's, it, it just, it was very different. So it just led into a conversation between the three of us of, of how she was doing and what she was doing. And and she had started building a home. And I said, well, what what do you need left to do? And, well, I'd like to, if I could at least get windows in there and at least, and she was asking the very basic type of thing. I said, well, just thought, it, we're curious, how how much does that cost to, to do that? And she said about $10,000. So it was just... I never said nothing to her, but I, I'm thinking in my mind, boy, it would be really nice to be able to, you yeah, know. And,
9: and Chris, Chris also asked who she goes, well, you know, about saving money and, you know, what's yes. your plan on, like, yes. and she goes, well, all the money that I get goes to the orphanage. Yes. All the money that I get goes to the kids. She and she just, her heart is, yeah, all is beautiful. That. She's got
10: a gorgeous heart. And it, that was just, yeah, that was, it sh- every little bit that she would, from her salary, she'd try to save and put aside on what's been done so far. So there still needs to be a lot of work done.
3: But so the foundations and the walls are up for this building, but that's, that's kind of where it, it stops. She said the minimum was $10,000, and instantly uh, this just resonated in my heart. Somebody who's given 33 years of their life to these kids, let's give her a firm foundation and a place to retire. And so our next missions project is we're going to finish her house for her. And uh, $10,000 isn't enough because the church doesn't do just enough. God's kingdom goes above and beyond. So a minimum of $15,000 we are going to raise. And, uh, and I think once it's raised, we'll send another team because I know Helen's heart well enough. She'll take some of that money and put it in the orphanage. So we're going to go and we're going to finish the house. So we'll take a construction team down and that will be the big project but we're going to raise $15,000 to finish her home um, and say, we're going to provide for you. Uh, And I think about the assurance that is, somebody who's given their life, and she's been living at the orphanage all this time, and at some point, God's going to ask her to retire, to have the assurance that her and her family, she's got two daughters, have a place to go, have a place to live when this journey with Jesus this, this, and this part of the story comes to an end, to have that assurance, I just believe that God's called us to do it. Amen? Amen. I, and I think we can knock it out. $15,000 minimum, we can knock it out, and we, we might go, we need to do more than that, but, but we can raise that money over the next year and a half to two years. Uh, that's the goal, is that within two years, we'll have all that money raised, and we'll be ready to send a team again, to go and finish her house. And this, I don't know if she's watching this morning, if she is, surprise! Um, But we are now gonna let her know that we're taking this project on and we will see it to completion. We know that God's in it and that God will help us get it done, amen? So would you stand to your feet this morning and uh, we're gonna pray for Helen and this next missions project and all of the lives that have been touched and changed by our missions team. Uh, Would you stretch out a hand towards the missions team? And missions team, would you stretch out a hand towards the church? Because we're in this together, right? And there's new adventures to be had. There's places to serve. Uh, You don't have to go any farther than next Saturday. Come serve and love on some kids in our community. Um, Guys, you just don't know, when you give your time and your energy to love on somebody, in our community or halfway across the world, what kind of difference it can make Lord, we pray, Lord God, we first thank you for bringing our missions team back home, and we thank you for the great success that they had in ministry and the great success that you had in their hearts and lives, which you have started, see to completion. The healings that you've started in hearts and minds, the callings that you've been in the orphanage, Lord God, for these kids, that they would be mighty warriors in your kingdom, that they would change their nation, the course of their nation. Lord, we pray for Helen, who has given so much of her life to you and to these kids and to the service of your kingdom. And Lord, I believe that you have laid an opportunity in front of us to bless somebody who has been a blessing. And God, we pray, Lord, for this next mission's endeavor. God, I pray it would come quicker than we ever could have thought that, Lord, that we would be touched in our hearts and our minds with creativity of fundraisers, but also of personal giving. Lord, can we, give, can we give an extra every month towards this project, towards Helen's house? Lord, I believe we will raise that money, and we will go far above and beyond it, and we will see that house to completion, because, God, what you start, you see to completion. And I believe you place placed this on our heart for such a time as this. And, Lord, we pray that that would be a blessing to her and her family. And, Lord, we pray for our church. God, I thank you for the unity that we saw in this team, the development that we saw in this team over this year. Lord, may it be contagious in our whole church body. God, give us hearts to serve. Give us hearts to love on our community, to step out of our comfort zone, and to rub shoulders. Lord, we don't always have to preach a message. But if we can tell somebody that they matter, if we can tell them that there's a plan for them, if we can tell them that they'll make it through this difficult challenge in their life, if you'd put us where we need to be, when we need to be there, that, God, you might use the people in this church to see the kingdom of God grow and ripen. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that you give us the opportunity to serve, and we look forward to all the adventures you have for us in the future. And God's people said, amen. 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 Missions team, we're going to dismiss you guys to the foyer really quick. We'll dismiss everybody else. Uh, Don't forget to give you your tithes and offerings today as you leave. We're going to count them already prayed for. We've prayed quite a bit. Uh, You can give in the giving box in the the foyer of your tithes and offerings. And if today God would speak to you and say, you know what? I want to give a special one-time gift to the Helen's house. If you would just put that on your, 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 your envelope, the, the, your check, uh, online giving in the memo, just let us know. Helen's house, we'll know what that's for. Uh, we just really, really wanted you to know that you're blessed. Thank you for giving, supporting our church, and supporting God's kingdom. Are you guys ready to go and serve this week? Amen. Amen. Go get a hug out in the foyer. We'll see you guys later this week and next weekend.